This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ah, dear traveler, I see you growing restless. In the mood for something else, perhaps? I believe I have... Ah, yes, just the thing for you. An older yarn of something dark, a story, a secret of subterfuge and shadow, but still as ever was, a rude tale of magic. Oh, baby, welcome back to Rude Tales of Magic. The year is 3BA, the city, Paola, the capital city, capital of the Cordelian Empire, It's me, your narrator, Snake Professional. When last we left our heroes, some would say villains, but me, I just call them five guys I hired. Well, they had chased down a Kenku and nearly killed it. So nearly that they successfully killed it. And now, it's the middle of the night. They gotta go buy some clothes tomorrow. But for the time being, what are they gonna do? Well, I'll let them tell you in their own special way. All right, we open on, uh, uh, it's all y'all. You just killed this Kenku. Still the middle of the damn night in Paola. Uh, oh, 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 what you gonna do? Where are you gonna go? Do you think he was reporting back to the Emperor? I believe he, whoever he may report to, it would not be in our favor. I suppose it's a good thing he exploded then. Absolutely. I think it is the finest way for a problem to be dealt with. It's important in this task to tie up loose ends. Or explode them, friend. I was speaking metaphorically. And I was speaking quite literally. Butter St. Beef, a pleasure to meet you. We've met. It's a habit. I'll take that handshake, Mr. St. Beef. Put her there! What a day. Um, I, I sort of uh, pull um, Dealey aside. And I'm like, do you trust him? Who? Which one? Do you trust the tax collector? I wasn't... I don't think so. I don't know. I haven't thought much about it. He seems okay, but I I just haven't gotten to know him that well. Can you tell me something? Me? Yes. You. Obviously you. All right. What's an emperor? Are you serious? I, I can't ask. I asked once in the big group and nobody took me seriously. Do you know what, like, a boss is? Sounds bad. Yeah. All right, do you know what, like, a dad is? I've heard of them. All right, so imagine there's, like, a dad that is... Everyone in the city is his child. And, in fact, actually, everywhere outside of the city is his child. And he acts like he's a dad and he tells you where you're supposed to go and when you're supposed to go to bed and all that stuff. But, actually, he also takes some of your money. I may be the emperor. 
Herpes impregnate men. What? We can take that out if we don't like. No, we should keep it. (laughs) No, we're gonna keep that in. Actually, let's. uh, uh, That's like canonically harpies impregnate men. And we'll figure the rest of that out later. Have you impregnated a man before? I don't think so, but you don't know. Sometimes you know you part ways. It's a whole long thing. I don't. I think you're saying the emperor is. I think this is a metaphorical thing, though. I've sort of lost the thread a little bit. Excuse me, I hate to interrupt a conversation of all the well-known ways one species might be able to impregnate another. Um, however, it is late at night. We have to buy ourselves some new clothes tomorrow when the sun shines again. So, in the meantime, I bid you adieu. I am going to go to bed in my house that I live in in this city. What, you're leaving us? Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. But you're not going to invite us in or anything? I don't believe I have enough comfortable accoutrement for a sleeping for all of you. I do not need a bed. How do we know you're not going to just turn us into somebody? So sleep over at Butter's house. Oh, Yay! Oh, what, what, yeah. oh, 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 no. Friends, we need a drink, am I right? Children? No, we're oh. going to bed. God damn it. Oh, well, then I'm coming too. I, I don't know if I can trust all of you, because you all hate me. <laughs> Doesn't a tax collector have his own house? Oh, yeah, I've got a nice house. Two... Two two stories. Oh, that's bigger than mine. Let's stay at your house. Oh, yeah. This, everyone come stay at my house. I've got some drinks there for my own drinking. And I can give you, and I can give everyone, even the child, a few sips of something that will make them sleep like nothing else. I'm all right. Are you drugging us? No! Everyone thinks the worst of me. Just because I've knocked a few teeth leaves to get some coin for my emperor, who I loved, but no longer... All right, I guess this is our best option. I cannot be drugged. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's interesting to me. So what pleasure do you... Do you get any pleasure at all? I cannot eat or drink. Damn. That sucks. How how do you stay awake? Well, I enter a period of inactivity at night where I do not move, but I do remain fully conscious. Sounds like a nightmare. I find it quite peaceful. Oh, good. Nice. Sounds like a dream. (laughs) There you go. Shall we get off the street and feel a little bit, you know, insecure after that kenku? Okay, great. Uh, so uh, you you guys head over to Smellulus's house. Smellulus, you want to tell me a little bit about where uh, where you live and what your uh, two story home is like? Yeah. So Smellulus lives in um, what I would call the uh, uh, the Chelsea of of Paola. Uh, this place is like it's kind of hip. Maybe it's like hippest days have gone by. It seems like maybe he got this place because he knew it was in a hip location. Maybe five years afterwards, as hip. As if it was in the real real day, and uh, it's clear, you know, this dude, this dude gentrified it, you know, this dude, uh, he got a, um, uh, it's it's big, it's wide, 
there uh, the, the floors are big and wide. There's a there's a bunch of different like couches that people can sort of lie on. Those you know those like, Roman like uh, cots or what? Like a settee. Yeah. Is that what a chaise. A chaise lounge. Yeah, I guess chaise. like I guess like that. Um, uh, uh, his bed is upstairs, and it's huge, a huge bed for my big old body. Um, <laughs> I will take the bed. What the? Oh, I'd like to sleep in a bed. Is there another bed for Torin? Well, you know what? I guess I might as well give the child the bed of the house. Go ahead and bring your friend with you. Should you so choose to have a big old bed, I'll sleep on the couch. I kind of like it. A bachelor attitude indeed. Smellulous, this house has many unique social spaces. Yes, secret rooms for secret yeah, hanging out. It's clear that your uh, your home is like it was built and sort of decorated with the intent of entertaining, uh, and it looks uh, it just from the state of use of it. It appears that that is not uh, how it has been used no, ever. I can't. It was just, I'm sorry, it's too sad. It's just what it is. <laughs> we no. we could have gone to Butter's oh, house. We could have gone. There was. By the way, I had a hotel ready to go, but we had to have our houses already. So we have to have this heartbreaking scene of uh, there's a little there's a little picture of, uh, of Smellulous with his arm around nobody. And you can tell he was like waiting to get it repainted so that they could add some like a best friend in there. Uh, this is the home of a lonely of a lonely man. Smellulous has big Millhouse's dad energy. I have to be on his side now. This sucks. Yeah, it I sucks. also want to add. Yeah, that- your bed actually looks like a horse-drawn carriage. Uh, it's designed to. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's clear that Smilus has like he's one of those guys who has like a bit of an iconography. He's got like a bunch of different things with like chilies on them. Oh. You know, like, you know, it's like he's got. He good- is one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's good that the chili is a thing that he like is a gift. People will give him a gift of like a thing with a chili on it just because like oh he likes chili stuff. You know, because oh. my friend's mom had about. roosters when we were kids. There were just like rooster things That's a everywhere. Big one. And you're a chili guy, and there's just pepper stuff everywhere, all over, uh, yeah, all over your place. Unclear if you actually like chilies or if you just, like, visually sort of, like, are a chilies guy. They're a bit too much for me taste-wise, but, you know, they're kind of cool. <laughs> I'm a cool guy. Um, oh, he's Torn, too sad. Torn is, uh, is jumping on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Not too much fun, kid. You might break my bed. Dealey is uh, racing around his room looking for shiny things. Can I make an cool. investigation? Make, yeah, make an investigation. Thank you. 15. Fifteen. Okay, so I'm going to shout out what you find, and Tim, if that sounds wrong to you, uh, <laughs> shouldn't have volunteered your home. Okay. So the uh, what you find is you actually find a um, you find a bunch of bells. He's got like a drawer that's just like full of bells of different size. It seems like he's tried to start a bell collection at one point and sort of gave up on it. Um, but the bells do seem like they're they're well maintained and uh, well cleaned. You also find a drawer that is just full of uh, chilies, like little uh, glass chilies that seems like he was looking for places to put them up, but they're just like, he doesn't have quite enough spots to put the chilies up. He also has a bunch of like uh, shiny wrapping paper for gifts that you can tell he never had an occasion to wrap anything for. Smellulous, a truly pathetic man. (laughs) Um, There's also uh, in the next to my bed, there's like a uh, a bunch of fine oils and greasing things for for my tusk. Cool. Um, Okay, so she is going to dive face first into the bells drawer. 
uh, and just sort of like root around a little bit and see if there's any. You make such a din. <laughs> it's fun. Hey, no, no, it's no, fun. Be careful with those, but go ahead and ring a ding as long as you put them back where you found them. Okay. <laughs> I trust you. I'm, I'm the lead. I'm, I'm the lean to a uh, Grimothy and to Saint Beef and go. Okay, boys. Now, who wants a drink? I already told you, I do not drink. And I do. <laughs> my man, my man. Especially strolling- before bed. Or before court. You drink before court? Now, is that a way a professional should act? No, it isn't. I only do it for the ones I know I'm going to lose. And, friend, (laughs) I'll tell you what, it's never. So it's a bit of a joke that I've heard before, and I lost the... I'd love a drink. (laughs) Okay, pal. I can tell. You need a bit of vigorous uh, cuckoo, cuckoo juice. No, I need something to go to bed with. Yeah, you want some cuckoo juice? You said it was vigorous. Yeah, it really hits you up. I don't. Okay. I do not need poppers or uppers. I need something to send me gently on the boat of the Sandman. Uh, Dealey explodes out of the bells drawer, and she's holding the four shiniest, smallest bells, and she dives face first into the um, drawer of glass chili statues. You take one damage. She doesn't you tough it out. Doesn't even fucking notice. She does not notice. Yeah, you get actually like an action hero, like just a cut on your cheek yeah. to show that like the stakes have raised, but there's no like, uh, you know, like visual damage to you. Yeah, and if, gla- if you zoom in, you can see I have just like thousands of those. <laughs> <laughs> and we do zoom Bre- in. Brendan Stimpy style zoom yeah. in on all your cuts. <laughs> Disgusting. It's like, yeah, yeah. suddenly it's a painting. painting yeah. <laughs> Has the glass, any of the glass broken? Yes. yes. Okay, so I'm going to put out a bunch of bottles on the table and go, oh, I should check on that one. My friend, pour yourself whatever you like. And Grimothy. Loosen up, pal. Try a little something. Promise. <laughs> and then I'll run upstairs. My chilies! I didn't do it! I did it! It was me! <laughs> <laughs> we cut back down to uh, Grimothy and Butter St. Beef. Butter St. Beef, uh, uh, there are two drinks out uh, in front of you. Uh, Grimothy has opened a compartment in his body and pulled out jammies. <laughs> Wow. Incredible. <laughs> Are they feedy pajamas? <laughs> They're, um, he pulls out a pair of fuzzy red jammies uh, with, with footies um, that zip up the front. Um, <laughs> and they are sized correctly for his, his metal body. Uh, Butter any- has lost interest in the bottles and is just <laughs> watching this elaborate uh, bedtime dance that Grimothy is going through. Would you like a pair? <laughs> uh... Do you have my size in there, too? It might be a little small for you, but I do have a second pair. No, that's all right. I sleep in the buff. Oh. We used to do slumber parties a lot in my past life. In your past life, friend? Yes. You weren't always uh, a, uh, a mechanical man? No, I mean in my, I guess, you know, in my two jobs ago. Yeah, there's a lot of jobs that don't call for slumber parties. But some that do, and mine was one of them. Yes, I'm very curious. Oh, well, I was a um, a caretaker for a young boy. Uh, while he's talking, uh, Butter is uh, disrobing uh, and getting ready for bed. Again, he doesn't wear anything to sleep. He's a So you're completely nude? Yeah. Great. 
Uh, so we got but, a you know, he's got fur in all the right places. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, but you know, and completely bald in some of the wrong ones. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say all the right is really you let the the listener do a lot of work there. Uh, so as, as is this my convers- intention, oh. you're welcome, listener. Oh. Our Patreon just went shot through the roof. Uh, <laughs> we uh, uh, you know, subscribe it uh, at the the highest level, and we'll sh- we'll show it. We'll show Shaft. All right. Uh, uh, we cut back upstairs to uh, uh, Smellulous talking to the uh, children. Uh, I'm 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 putting uh, all, I'm cleaning up all, all the the glasses, and I'm going. Now you must be careful with all my precious things, though I know you love those precious things, Dealey, and. And if you want, I can actually read you a bedtime story to help you fall asleep in the slumber. I explode out of the chili glass uh, drawer, and I just have one tiny gold chili clutched in my hands next with all the bells that I grabbed from the other drawer, and chilies just fly out in every direction. Oh, wait, that one's me. mine. That one's mine. Give that one back. Why? Give it back. What is ownership? Why do you think that you assume that you must own this because it was in your place of owning? Yes. Also, it was given to me by a good friend. Who? Oh, it was a co-worker for a holiday. A sort of a white elephant thing. (laughs) Hey. So was it something that they were obligated to give you? You see on the chili, it's actually, there's an inscription on the chili that says, uh, uh, to Smelfus. Sorry I missed your birthday. <laughs> you have stolen this from a Smelfus. No, I'm Smelfus. I'm, well, I'm Smellulous, but th- they, they just messed up. Give it back. I'm, I'm trying to grab at Dealey. Sure, sure. Uh, so we're going to have a uh, one foot tall harpy and an elephant man do a grapple. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're just going to see how this goes. Uh, let's just roll for strength and see who wins. This is my. This is. I got a three. I got a seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> that is a blast. You. Uh, so what happens here is uh, something very unique. Uh, Smellulous, you go and you start grabbing at the chili, and you get it, and uh, uh, Dealy just sort of like looks you in the eyes, and that like the like frenzied look in her eyes that eye contact that you make just like absolutely stuns you and you fall over backwards um, and you land you just like land on your back with a loud thud <sighs> I'm going to bed downstairs and you sleep in the drawer you little asshole like stump duster and, and you no bedtime story for you <laughs> Smellulous you stomp down the stairs and uh, you get downstairs and you are confronted by the sight of Grimothy in uh, adorable footy pajamas and a completely nude butter saint beef with hair in all the right or wrong places you see exactly what you need to see butter is is nowhere near uh, Grimothy he's just like he is spread out on one of your lounges like listening to Grimothy's story Say no more, friends. I saw nothing here. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> uh, once again, Smiless, everyone around you gets together. Um, then I'm going to just uh, take out a bunch of uh, blankets from, like, a cupboard, toss them to everyone. Um, uh, I'm even going to toss one upstairs, uh, and then I'm going to lay on the kitchen floor. You, I'm sorry, uh, downstairs you toss a blanket upstairs? Yeah, I'm like up the, it up the stairs. It hits the ceiling. 
Oh, up the stairs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I t- okay, the p- visual I was getting was you were just in a room throwing a blanket upstairs. <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> Let's go with that. Okay, cool. The blanket, the blanket smashes through the ceiling and through the floor. Uh, uh, Torin and Dealey, you scream. There is suddenly there's a blanket is like thrown through the floor. Oh, oh you really made him mad. Do you think there's a bathtub up here? You go check on the bathtub. I have a drawer to open. We pan back quickly, knocking one of Smellulus's paintings off the wall to uh, back into the bedroom. And uh, uh, Dealey, uh, you are opening the third drawer. Okay, but I pause and I'm like, who's there? It's the audience. <laughs> and then I look at the camera and I beckon them closer. And then I return to the drawer and I open it. You do like a Ferris Bueller type, like... like- Come on oh, in. Yeah, cool. Oh, you do like a uh, uh, like a cribs almost. Like check yeah, out like, this. Come on in, guys. <laughs> cool. Um, so uh, all of us watching and you, we go into the third drawer. Drawer, and uh, in there is a single letter, which has been sealed closed. What What does it look like? A letter. It is a like envelope, <laughs> and it has Smellulus's, uh You flip me off all you want. It's an audio medium. They'll never know. It's uh, they will a now. letter. I gave so. the game away. <laughs> Yeah, there's a letter. What's it look like? A fucking I mean, letter. It's, it's, uh, does it look, is it addressed to Smelfus? Is it addressed to no, me? It says, is it It says, burnt? yeah, it says Dealey. <laughs> no, it, uh, no it's a, it says uh, Smellulous on it in, uh, in, in fine handwriting. Okay, um, I dive into the drawer, rip open the letter, and then I start shaking it upside down. Great. Uh, so uh, nothing comes out except the letter itself, which is a single piece of stationery. Mm-hmm. Uh and it says on the the stationery says uh, from the desk of the boss, and on the letter is is written uh, good job this month. <laughs> that would break That's my heart, or that would break Dealey's heart if she read it, but she doesn't. She sure, just sure. grabs it and flings it onto the floor, and then sort of like um, quickly crawls around the drawer looking for if there's anything else in there. No, there's nothing else in there, but you do, while you're in there, you sort of, like, you realize it's pretty comfortable in there as far as drawers go in, like, places you've slept. Okay, so then, um, in that case, I I sort of glance around and then take off my my little pack, my little um, backpack thing. Sure. And then I uh, pour out all of my, the shiny things I've collected, including the, the bells and the little chili guy and the wedding ring from the dwarf. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the single cuff link, and I just place them around me, and then I curl up. Cool. You do like a little, like a like hamster bedding of just like shiny hard things. <laughs> yeah, shiny hard things. Great, um, great. So uh, uh, the uh, uh, the DM closes the drawer. <laughs> and you close it back. Uh, and you go to sleep in there. Daily waves. <laughs> Amazing. The uh, the town uh, the town clock. As big as the sky, it uh, it chimes 1 a.m. Uh, so we've moved from midnight to the next hour, which is 1 a.m. That's one big bell ring, folks, to let everyone know it is 1 in the morning. Torin, you are the uh, uh, the last awake as you uh, as you you cl- clamber out of the bath. Uh, you are just soaking wet, and uh, you didn't really. There was no soap in there, so you're not like cleaner so much as you are wetter. <laughs> I uh, I I drag my soaking wet cloth covered body back to the the bed and I 
sprawl out on top of the sheets, drenching it into the mattress. Fantastic. You close your eyes and all of you drift off into slumberland. Yay. Your dreams... In your dreams, you're visited by, well, that's not mine to say. That's you and your characters to say, because dreams are very personal. And I am not an intrusive man. (laughs) I am snake professional narrating this story. But what's this? As the town clock strikes three, a strange shadowy figure appears in Smellulus's bedroom and stands over the bed. He pulls out a long rapier, pulls it from its scabbard, and stabs it down into the bed. <gasps> Critically missing, Torin. Holy shit. Uh, uh, feathers go flying everywhere. Uh, Torin, you are woken up from this immediately. Oh! Um, I, I reel backwards, and what do I see? You see... A human man with a, uh, a wild look in his eyes. He has uh, dark hair, uh, which is slicked back, but he has like sort of like a, uh, it's not a full like Danzig, but he has like a little uh, a thing in the front of like his hair coming down. He is, uh, he's dressed in uh, what appeared to once be fine clothes, but they are dirty and shabby and looks like he hasn't changed out of them in weeks. Uh, he he points the rapier at you and says, uh, uh, Smellulous? I um, I fling my hand out towards him, and I cast Ray of Sickness. Okay, 18 is going to completely miss for no damage. Ooh. What? Yeah. Do- Something's up. Do I hear this from downstairs? Yes, it yeah. was very loud. Okay, uh, Grimothy comes bounding up the stairs. Okay, great. He uh, he looks at, at Torin and he goes, uh, "All right, all right, you're not Smellulous." And he points at uh, he points at Grimothy and he goes, "And I don't think you're Smellulous either." And he's going to charge at you anyway, though, and he's going to attack. Fifteen. He's going to miss. Ah! He goes, "Drat!" So close. I almost had him. Grimothy is going to attack back with his um, his psychic blade. Great, that's going to completely miss him. Uh, he looks at you and goes, ha not so fast. And he swings uh, his rapier at you and he's going to take another attack. He misses. So Delia is just 100%, or Delia is just 100% Tinkerbell in the drawer right now. Yeah. So she's trying to just like, she's like slamming her body against the front of the drawer, trying to get it open. Okay, cool. It easily opens. <laughs> she fucking falls out on her face. Great. Well, you didn't choose to shut it. You shouldn't no. suffer for that. Thank you. That's true. That's true. Uh, God shut it. Um, okay, so she like falls out of the floor and then pops up and immediately she's going to throw her dagger. So I got a 21. Great. That misses. <gasps> Completely miss him. The dagger uh, whiffs right by him. He looks back and he says, not so fast. I can tell you're not smellulous either. But I'll kill you if I have to. And he lunges at you and makes an attack roll. What's your AC? 15. He misses. What is happening? Uh, so he misses and he recoils back. He goes, uh, somebody tell me, where's Smellulous? No, He's you're downstairs. going to hurt him. Okay. Are you a ghost? <laughs> what? No, I, I'm getting a lot of information at once. Smellulous is downstairs? I raise I my hand. So. <laughs> oh, you raise your hand? Yeah. He, like, he seems confounded by this. He goes, uh... You. Yeah, what? Well, are you, you a ghost? No, I'm not a ghost. Well, how come I can't hit you with my magic? 
<laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? I'm and, asking you. Yeah, and I'm I'm answering. Wouldn't you like to know? He cackles and runs downstairs. Dealey raises her hand. Uh, he like he stops in the doorway. He does like a Columbo in the doorway. He turns around. And he goes, I can't. Oh, those hands. What's up? Smellulous is downstairs. No, I knew that. Thank you. And he bounds off downstairs. Uh, Grimothy Grimothy raises his metal hand. He is like, you can hear he's gotten to the bottom of the stairs. There is a pause. And then you can hear the footsteps as he runs back up the stairs. He goes, what? Do you want to hurt Smellulous? He just like looks at you. Like you're dumb, and, and, and he's, he's got yes. the cold, he's got the cold, um, you know, the cold <laughs> blank face of Grimothy staring back at him. Yeah, he's like trying to read, and he's like he just like sighs and gives up and turns back and runs down the stairs, shouting, "Smellulous, come out and face me like a man." This is gonna be good. Dealey chases him. Smellulous, be careful! Someone wants to kill you. Grimothy, so Grimothy, Grimothy reaches out to Smellulous with his mind and shouts. <laughs> <laughs> across the telepathic plane. Wake, Wake up! up. <laughs> Damn! That's a dream I call a wakey-uppy. <laughs> it's one that gets you out of bed. What's going on? I'm standing up. You hear, uh, from uh, bounding down the stairs, you hear a familiar voice say, What beautiful words! Too bad they'll be your last! And he dives at you. Uh, and this guy is going to take make an attack on you. What's your AC? Uh, 14. He misses. Um, I'm going to... Uh, uh, I guess I'm going to go straight for him with my tusks. Um, Ooh. 17. Nice. Um, and it is 1d6 damage. Four. Oh, but that's if you hit, which you didn't. Oh, fuck. Yeah, Might as well have rolled a 3. You completely missed him. What the hell is your problem, buddy boy? You are. You and your taxes. You ruined my life. He's going to charge at your neck with his rapier. He misses you. Buddy, 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 taxes ain't my fault. You're going to have to look to society to blame, not me. Well, you want me to kill everyone in society? No. Maybe one day, but I'm going to have to start with you. And he lunges at you again. Do I even know this this guy's name? Like, do I recognize him? You know exactly who this is. Just from the voice and uh, from context of what's happening. This is the unhittable Babylon Brown. (laughs) This was an assassin for hire who you uh, uh, you ba- you like took him to court for not paying his taxes. And uh, you don't know what you didn't follow through on what happened, but you just like you had the book thrown at him and uh, you have no idea. You didn't follow up and you don't know what happened to him from there. Look, UBB, you can't uh, you can't blame all your problems on me. All right, you fucked up. You didn't pay what you had to pay. You knew it to be true, and now you're trying to take it out on someone who was just doing his job. So I hey, couldn't pay because of this curse. What? That's not my fault. Oh, nothing's anyone's fault anymore. Nothing's anyone's fault. Everyone, it's all its all somebody else. It's all the emperor. It's all the taxes. Well, guess what, Potter? You're going to have to take responsibility for your own self. <laughs> let, let me why don't you-, you take responsibility for ruining my life? And he charges at you with a rapier. And uh, wouldn't you know it, he misses. Ah, friend, friend, friend. I'm, I'm going to pour a, a glass of, uh, um, of, uh, of goo-goo juice into a cup. And goo-goo so- juice? Yeah, is that what I called it before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Um, you BB, come on, drink with, come on, have a drink, have a drink. 
he's going to stab at the the cup with his rapier and the all of the menace that he had been that he had sort of possessed earlier really goes out when he misses the cup friends everyone don't worry come downstairs come come downstairs <laughs> don't worry just you bb Come on, sit down, sit down. You, you know that you know this was a lost cause trying to take me out. I'm too powerful for you. Yeah, well, fuck you. Yeah, well, fuck you, okay? Don't. You ruined my life. You should have to pay for that. Torin comes down the stairs and she has uh, rummaged through uh, Smellyless's belongings and put on some of his armor. <laughs> cool. It's way too big for you. Yeah, definitely. Great. Yeah, we're on the same page here. <laughs> <laughs> it's adorable. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like a little kid dressed up in his dad's suit. Oh, oh no, his no, feet don't fit the, in those shoes. The gauntlets are going over uh-huh. her wrists. Trailing uh, one of those sleeves. Oh, boy. Torrid? Um, you hear what? what did I do? <laughs> you hear I a like flapping sound, and um, you just see one of Smellyless's helmets like fly out from the staircase, <laughs> which Delia's put on. Great. Uh, I'm going to have you. uh, That's going to. You crash right into a wall. (laughs) Butter wakes up. What? (laughs) Uh, At that, uh, unhittable Babylon Brown, he sort of looks around at everybody and says, Wait just a second. What's going on here, Smellulous? I know you to be socially unsuccessful. What's with all the new friends? What? I'm just having a party. Uh, uh, everyone likes to party at Smellulous's pad. Come on. Nobody likes to party at Smellulous's pad. Grimothy Fuck comes you. down the stairs too. He was just let go from the tax office. That makes sense. A shitty tax collector like Smellulous. Hey, fuck you, pal. I was a good tax collector and I was fired because... Because my boss was an asshole. Oh, is that what you were fine? Maybe you should just pay your taxes. That's you. That's what you were saying a minute ago. Hey, but no. now I've turned it around on you. You can't turn it around on me. I turn it around on you. You can't hit. You can't do shit to me. I'm the unhittable Babylon Brown. I'm invincible. Nice to meet you. It seems like you can't hit anyone either, though. You've struck a nerve there. He, uh, <laughs> he, like, he sits down and he takes a drink from Smellulus and and uh, drinks it down. Yeah. No, the the terms of the curse were clear. I cannot hit anyone. Uh, the camera can't quite see Torin's head, but you see her her begauntleted hand reach up from out of frame and like try to pat him on the. He shoulder. goes to smack it away, but misses. She also can't pat him. <laughs> cool. Yeah, two losers. <laughs> so when you came here tonight, you knew you could not hurt him. I can do anything in the world if I set my mind to it. No, you'll not see. Hit him. You'll all see. Maybe this was just a cry for help. Please, I don't cry for help. Only time I cry is when I'm seriously injured, which is rarely now. Sometimes I cry if I laugh too hard. Oh, sure, a good cry. I'll have one of those every now and then. But that's not what this was. No, I wanted to see exactly how far this curse went. I want to learn the limits of it. But you'll see. You'll all see. I'll get back on my feet, and I'll be the best assassin in town. Sure. Curse be damned. Good luck. Yeah, sure, pal. Yeah, go ahead. Do that one. Yeah, yeah, pal. Go ahead. Try. <laughs> uh, Butter Butter stands up from the lounge that he was sleeping nude on. Excuse me, uh, cursed assassin. Uh, as you stand up, a uh, a leaf of a potted plant just like perfectly blocks everything and uh, uh, no child sees anything. 
Yeah. Sorry, how big is that leaf? Uh, you know what? That leaf is whatever size you need it to be for your own fan art. Great. <laughs> uh, may I inquire to the nature and source of your curse? <laughs> yeah, you can ask, all right. And hell, I might even answer. Let's just say that that was me doing so. Oh, yeah, what? How can I help? Who cursed you? And why? And how? Let's just say... The life of an assassin is a rough and tumble one. You end up making a lot of enemies, some very powerful enemies, some enemies whose parents are gods. Oh, sure. So you you uh, you were cursed by, by uh, you you killed someone, and I mean I had to use context because I don't actually I wasn't uh, told about the curse. It just uh, happened to me overnight. I killed somebody. I'm pretty sure going back, I've been doing my homework on this. Their parent was a god, and so I've been cursed. Oh, which person was that? Why, that was Brinlin Redgrave. (gasps) Son of the pirate goddess Vanessa Redgrave. (gasps) Pirate goddess. Vanessa Redgrave. You're not familiar with Vanessa Redgrave? Uh, Which is a pirate's name, you got to admit. That is the name of a pirate. I'm right to do this. Absolutely. uh, uh, I'm not not familiar with that pirate god. Ah, She's the the goddess of all pirates. Anytime you see a pirate or anybody breaking the law on the ocean, Vanessa Redgrave is smiling down. And anytime you kill her kid, apparently, she puts a weird curse on you. So you can neither hit nor be hit. That's a pretty bad curse for an assassin. Yeah, it's pretty rough. It got in the way of my line of work. That's why I couldn't pay my taxes. That's why Smellyless ruined my life. Wait a minute. So you're an assassin? Yeah, I'm an assassin. What of it? Well, do you have any, um, advice? Yeah. Any tips? Yeah. On being an assassin? Yeah. Yeah. And give away my own line of work? Yeah, right. It's a cutthroat business. Hang on. You can't do anything anyway because you can't hit anybody, so... Don't ever tell me what I can and can't do. I can do anything I set my mind out to. Oh, I see a hand. Yes. What if if you cannot... If you cannot do, what if you teach? He, He thinks about that for a second. He says, teaching is for those who cannot do. And I can do it. My best days are ahead of me. You'll see. You'll all see. Yeah, you can't yes, do it. You one. can't do it. I can do it. You Don't can't tell do me what I can't do. Kill me. I can do it. Kill me. I wish I could right now, but I can't because there's a problem. Doesn't oh. mean I can't do it forever. It'll happen for me. He like grabs you by like the collar of your pajamas and he gets right up in your face and he says, I will never give up on myself. And he looks at, uh, he looks at Dealey. He says, I see a hand. Yeah. Okay, my suggestion, my question is more of a suggestion. <laughs> okay, well, not looking for, honestly, not looking for it. Not looking for more of a comment than a question but type talk. You did call on me, and so I have uh, the mic. Oh my god, what do you want? <laughs> I agree with Grimothy. You should become a consultant. Okay, well, your opinion doesn't mean jack shit to me. None of yours does. Wait a I, minute, I, sm- I have an idea. Oh, I don't care what it is. I raise my hand. Oh, oh, fine. What? Would you teach us if Smellulus promised to find a way to forgive your tax debts? It's a little late for that. I already lost my home. I already lost my... Oh, I see a hand. (laughs) (laughs) Have you considered the possibility that you might find teaching more fulfilling? 
No, I haven't. Well, and do I'm it. not going to start could now. Could you do it? Could you try? No. Try no, considering I'm thinking it. about something else. I'm thinking about a beach. Oh, I'm having fun. Oh, I'm getting tan. Oh, yeah. Oh, bring me a drink and a coconut. Anyway, I'm getting out of here. I see one last hand. This is the last one. I'm getting out of here. Smellulous, watch your ass. I'm going to come kill you as soon as I figure out how. Is it? Isn't there anything we could do to persuade you otherwise? No, I don't think there is. It's a little late for that. I tried to persuade Smellulous to forgive my taxes, and he wasn't hearing it. Well, it seems like a bit of a wasted night for you. It does seem like a bit of a wasted night, except that I learned something, and I'm always learning. Never teaching. Hmm. Uh, Smellulous, yeah, you have a question. Yeah, um... (laughs) Look, I just want to let you know I'm about to come into a whole lot of money, and one of my plans with that money is to, um... We'll pay back some of the taxes I wasn't able to collect, and to be perfectly honest, you're on that list. So, I know it may not matter to you much right now, and I'm sorry about your home, but when I'm done with my little job, your debt will be paid. He gets right up in your face. What are you doing? What's going on with it? What's with all the new people here? What is this um, huge amount of money you're about to come into? Were you surprised that he had friends over? Yeah, I, I know something's wrong because there's friends here. I didn't. We didn't say who we were. Okay, fine. What? I see a hand from the assembled man. What's up? What if we told you the way that Smellulus is going to come into money is a big assassin score? Is he? Smellulus, is that true? Did you become cool? <laughs> you got all these friends here. You're suddenly being an assassin. What happened to you? Um. Uh. uh Smellulus takes a theatrical sip. I say no more. <laughs> We're killing a big target, but we've a big target. How big? Pretty big, but we've never pretty... assassinated before. Uh, I mean, I've murdered, but never, yeah, but never assassinated. It's a different thing. No, I hear this shit all the time from murderers. They think they can just jump into assassinating. It's very different. Assassinating is a high-profile target, like the emperor or something. That's like a big. Sc- <gasps> His eyes light up. Tora nods her head and you like, can hear sh- is looking marbles. back and forth like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. <laughs> he, like, backs out. He starts backing out. All right, well, you know, uh, you know, who's to say? You know, uh, sounds like there's a big score. Sounds like there's a lot of money for killing the emperor. And, uh, we well, good to know. Say. No, you didn't say. No, your hands are clean. No, that's good to know. Okay, well, I got to run. I see a hand. It's the last one. And then I really do got to go. Let's say you were hired to kill the emperor. How would Grimothy, you do it? Shut the fuck up. Smellulous? Smellulous? <laughs> honestly, I'm doing the best thing for us. Hypothetically, hypothetically, how would you do it? If you're I'd such a good out, assassin. I'd find out who else was hired. I'd target them, make sure I was the only job in town. And then I'd sneak in and kill him. I like to do it while they're sleeping, as you can tell. Well, okay. see, you like to try to do it when they're sleeping. Fuck you! And he oh. runs out. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not worried about the world's talkiest, inconsistent gun. And I'll tell you what. If I knew that feller was gonna miss every time he tried to hit us, I would have been happy to sleep right through it. I don't know if I can sleep tonight. Well, you should try. I'm going to. I'm getting cranky. Getting got woken up after prop forty-five minutes of sleep. Butter, butter. Calm down. It's important we talk about these things. It's important we get a good night's sleep. I'm an honorary. Just cool Just cool down. Take a deep breath. There, there. <sighs> Grimothy pats butter on the back. Thank you, Grimothy Steele. I am calm now, though I do still wish to sleep. Go for it. Thank you. 
Let's all try to sleep, and tomorrow morning, bright and early, we'll make our rounds. And get our clothes, and maybe ask a few questions. And then, do our special deed. <laughs> Smash cut to the morning! Taylor, I know you'll find it, the, you know, that classical music that is the morning music. Rock-a-doodle! Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. It is uh, it, bright and early. A, uh, a, a human uh, rooster uh, walks the street. A human-sized rooster just walks the street uh, with a huge bell. He's just ringing. Uh, and he shouts, wake up! Wake up! God damn you! Wake up! Fuck you! Wake up! You have to be awake! You gotta go to work! It's not time to be asleep anymore! Why the sun is up? Why aren't you? Ah, You got your whole day ahead of you! Come on! Wake up! Or go back to sleep, I don't care! My job is to wake you! (laughs) Can I make a pitch? Yeah, yeah. The uh, Chop Suey lyrics? Yeah. Wake up! Grab a brush! Put a little makeup! <laughs> Why'd you leave your keys above the table? You wanted to? Here you go! Stand it on the table! You wanted to! Why'd you leave your keys above the table? You wanted to! I don't think you trust! In my self-righteous suicide! I cry! What angels deserve to die? So shaking a bell. Yeah. yeah, he turns the corner. Oh. Good morning, everyone. I'm going to pop up and uh, start um, putting on some hot water, which I have access to in my nice home. Gr- Grimothy has not moved since the- before the smash cut. He's oh, yeah, exactly where we left him. The period of inactivity yeah. comes to an end. <laughs> well. Uh, Dealey slowly packs up all of her little uh, trinkets in her bag again and then just uh, flies over to Torin's cap and sits down. Do you have any breakfast? Uh, I got, I have some nuts and some seeds downstairs and some straw. Would you like some straw? What are you saying? Straw. Like for horses? 
Or other animals. <laughs> Tim, can you uh, name a fourth food for them? Um, I also have jerky! <laughs> okay, everybody roll a d4 for breakfast. Four. One. One. Two. Uh, I also got a four. Okay, everyone who got a four, you have some jerky. Everyone who got a one, you have some nuts. Uh, and everybody who got a two, you have some seeds. The straw oh, remains uneaten. God, I wanted that straw! I'm a fucking cow! <laughs> you look at the straw and you think, I want that straw, and it just, it doesn't, ha- something, it just doesn't happen. <sighs> oh, this is a delight. Grimothy puts, takes the jerky and puts it into his mouth, like he puts his hand all the way in to his mouth and then leaves the jerky there and then makes like a chewing motion with his mouth and then after a beat he opens his mouth again and reaches his hands his hand in and pulls the jerky out and puts it on the counter the jerky is like uh colder than before (laughs) (laughs) dealey flies down on it frozen and puts it in her backpack and that's breakfast uh uh, i'll let y'all decide where you want to go from here lunch the fancy clothing district. Let's go get some clothes. Smellulous, you're actually in luck because uh, this sort of uh, Chelsea equivalent neighborhood that you live in, uh, there are a number of uh, fancy fancy clothes places. There is actually one uh, just around the corner uh, from you uh, uh, called Robespierre's. <laughs> um, okay. Let's go to Robespierre's. It's the finest place to get the coolest clothes. I go there all the time. That's why I always dress so cool. You're still wearing a government uniform. Yeah, that's cool. The government's cool. So our heroes walk out into the crisp, clear morning air. You know, the thing about Smellulous is even though he was an unsuccessful government employee, he had no friends or family to spend his money on, and so all that money could go to a nice place. He lives in a nice part of town. Here, the sidewalks are thick as hell, and the trees, well, they line the damn street. You got residential buildings, you got bakeries, and you've got, you guessed it, a garment store known as none other than Robespierre's. The gang walks on in. (laughs) Don't mind me, I'm just snake professional. (laughs) Yeah, I'm laying low this episode, but I'm really enjoying this cigarette. (sighs) Ah, Now that's what I call flavor. (laughs) But don't let me talk your ear off. Let's hear from these five knuckleheads as they go to buy (laughs) some clothes or something. All right, you open the door. There's a ding-a-ling-ling as the door opens up. I fly up and I take it. Cool. The bell <laughs> is uh, added to your inventory. It's been stolen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I do confess it's been a, a little bit since I bought myself some new threads. A new threads, you say? You hear a, uh, uh, the voice of the proprietor as he, uh, uh, what looked to be just a mannequin, uh, it moves suddenly and it reveals itself to be a, uh, a drow, a dark elf who, uh, with beautiful white hair, uh, dressed in the finest of, of clothes. The mannequin moves and approaches you and says, Ah, hello! How can I help you, my friends? My name is Jean-Luc Robespierre. I am the proprietor of this fashion store. Greetings, Jean-Luc. 
We are looking to be dressed for the finest party of the evening. Ah, the finest party of the evening, you say? Well, in that case, you're going to need the finest threads possible. Uh, what is the nature of your uh, of your party? I'd rather not say. Finest is not enough for me. I need a more specific. Is this a government uh, a hangout? Is this a social gathering? Is, is it this top secret sort of? It's a gala. We're oh, going top to a secret gala. gala! I understand. I see. Is it is like a? Uh, we've got a bit of a mysterious party, and so I will have my two goblin tailors uh, measure you up, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, please say hello to Merde and Bidet. And two uh, finely dressed goblins uh, appear from behind him, and Merde uh, 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 tips his cap to you and says, "Ah, oh, hello, my friend. So good to see you." And uh, Bidet looks at you and says, "Hon, hon, 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 hon." These goblins have impeccable accents. Oh, do you have any fabric that doesn't scratch? <laughs> do I have fabric that doesn't scratch? I have the softest of fabric. I have fabric made from the silk of a spider. I have fabric made from the silk of a richer spider. I have fabric made of clouds themselves. I also have rough fabric, if that is what you are into. <laughs> but it sounds like you are not from Codex. I feel a little guilty trying on something so nice. Oh, please, no. Those those spiders, they were humanely killed. There is no need for you to feel sad about that. Those spiders were told to think of a happy memory as they were shot in the back of the head. <laughs> to get oh. the silk out? Pardon? <laughs> to get the silk out, you killed them? Yes, yes, you, it produces much less silk if you kill the spider, but only the best. Uh, why don't you call right this way and the uh, bidet will take our measurements? Uh, Bidet whisks you off into a, uh, he brings you into a curtain straw, uh, stall, and there is, it's like when a cartoon fight occurs, there's just a cloud of dust as he just, like, measures you all up and down. It takes not even a full second, and then you are done, and, uh, Bidet nods at you and says, hon, 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 and, uh, walks away. I wonder, I wonder what they're gonna make me wear. Do you think it'll be obvious that I'm a child? Oh, my friend, it does not need to be obvious. Uh, he, uh, Jean-Luc uh, approaches you and says, It does not need to be obvious you are a child. If you want to wear a disguise to seem older, uh, that is, of course, in my purvey. Sometimes I have children coming in here. They like to stack themselves on top of each other so that they can get into a naughty show. I am happy to give them the costumes for that. Oh, Torin looks over at um, Dili. Oh, should we stack? I think I will just look like a tiny harpy on your head. <laughs> oh, what if I was on top of your shoulders? <laughs> Let's try it. Hey, uh, we have a saying in the fashion business. There is no limit to what fashion can do. We have another saying in the fashion business, which is... Money makes the world go round. All right. Uh, let's see what we can do. Uh, tiny harpy, would you mind if uh, uh, Bidet took your measurements? Acceptable. Same thing as before. There's just a cloud of dust as Bidet takes all of your measurements. It's like, hon, 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 and wanders away. The, uh, uh, he wanders away, and Jean-Luc uh, approaches you and says, Ah, yes, my friend. I, what, I, what, what I have here is a, uh, for your pleasure, I, I must ask before, who will be the butt and who will be the head? Uh, well, if you're, if you're worried about your head being too small, maybe I should be the head. Am I the legs? <laughs> Do you want to try that again? <laughs> yeah. Am I the legs? 
Yeah, you could be the legs. Okay, I'm the legs. You seem uh, hesitant. You seem to have a reservation about being the legs of the uh, of this adult costume. But I warn you now, have no fear. Actually, that's not a warning. I need to, uh, sorry, it's not first language coming. But uh, I tell you now, have no fear because through fashion, all things are possible. Even you could find confidence. I'm just thinking my crotch will be about two inches off of the floor. It's going to hey, be- that is- <laughs> Confusing. That is not so bad a place for a crotch to be. I got some guys coming here. Their crotch is 12 feet tall. What do I do with this man? I tell you. I tell you, there is no shortage of inseam fabrics I have to order for this man. <laughs> okay, this is cool. I just say, you know, if this guy can find love, perhaps you can go into your R-rated show or whatever this party is. The less said, the better. Discretion is the better part of valor. All right, here it is for you. Ah, and Mirde brings him a large toga. He says, all right, so get into your formation. I put one foot up on her shoulder. Now put the second foot. Have faith in your friend. (laughs) I put the second foot. Okay, Dealey gets so excited <laughs> that Torin's up there that she starts running around the room. Ah, <laughs> 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 you see? Ah, fashion can be a joy, and you haven't even put on the clothes! Uh, he holds out a toga for you that you guys just sort of run through, and suddenly you are swept up in the toga, and it fits like a glove. You guys look fantastic, except for the proportions, which are fucked up looking. <laughs> Ahead, look at this. Ah, for when you begin to suffocate, look here. And he pulls, there's like a little latch in the front of the toga that he can open up and Dealey can poke her head through. No, I feel great. <laughs> all right, well, we're keeping it. All right, you are all set. And now I cannot help but cast my gaze on the assembled man. Look at you in a fashion store. You could be nude and it would be fine. I have something that could help with that. And Timothy, uh, sorry, Grimothy opens a small compartment and removes a slip of paper with his exact measurements written on it. Oh, what is this? Uh, Oh, my boys, boys, look at this. He shows the paper excitedly to Merd and Bidet. And uh, Merd, like, uh, looks at it approvingly and says, uh, Oh, what the fuck, paper you have? And Bidet spits on the ground and throws his measuring uh, tape on the ground and stomps on it. If it will make you feel better, you can still measure me. Please, 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 do not worry about the feelings of Bidet. That is a fool's errand, I tell you. If you begin worrying about Bidet's feeling, you will never get through a day successfully. Is he a cantankerous one? <laughs> he loves to be upset. Look at him. He smiles. He good. You look at Bidet and he is, through his anger, you see a certain joie de vivre. Uh, so you go to the same party? Yes. Let me ask you, assembled man, what is your feature you're most proud of? Is it your piercing purple eyes? Is it your hatch in the middle of your body? Is it your ample buttock? What is it? <laughs> My smile. Your smile, I s- <laughs> Your smile, I could not have built it better myself. I must say, you are ultimately a creature of fashion, aren't you? I guess so. You guess so, I know so, I tell you so. Listen to me, come on, you insult me by guessing so. Agree with me. I agree. <laughs> and then uh, Bidet and Merit start hon hon honing as well. Hon 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 hon. Okay, so so your mouth, you want to uh, highlight your, your beautiful smile? Yes. 
Uh, okay, so maybe perhaps I, for you, I interest a, a large hat that casts a shadow over all of your face except your smile. Perfect. <laughs> all right. A wide-brimmed hat for you, my friend. But what of the rest of your body? Would you like to wear clothes upon it? Yes, a tux. I see uh, you would not think me forward. You, uh, what? A tux. A tuxedo? A tuxedo and a big hat. I love your style. I love your energy. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Uh, So we have the measurements. And uh, if you would just give a moment, uh, Merit will be back soon with a tuxedo to your exact specifications. Do you have a color you prefer? I would like it to be maroon. A maroon tuxedo. <laughs> maroon, they say, is the color of anniversaries. <laughs> is that related to your situation? Who can say? All right. Uh, while you wait so patiently, I turn my gaze now to the Minotaur. Minotaur, look at you. Come into my store naked as the day or barn. Oh, I didn't realize I forgot to put on clothes when I got out of bed. I was if so you dis- do not tell the DM you put on clothes, the DM will say you're naked. <laughs> Them's the rules. So perhaps I recommend to use something with a fabric that breathes. I am looking at you and I, I hope you are not taking offense to my tone, but if you would permit me to take a guess, I think you are someone who sweat has been a battle in your life. Oh, you! it would only be a battle if I admitted to losing it. <laughs> oh, ah, that is the spirit chin-up. Never admit defeat, even in the face of monumental defeat, as I'm sure you have faced with your own sweat situation. Yeah, sweat. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> so I will give you a light, breathable fabric, perhaps a, a mesh suit of some sort. Oh, a mesh suit. Is, do I over... Am I over familiar? Is that... Uh, is a mesh suit uh, too breezable? Would no! Perhaps you care... No! All you hear in my voice is imagination and wonder. Ah, then I have done my job. And yet I press on. So, <laughs> a, uh, a mesh suit for you? Yes, a mesh suit. Oh, with beautiful woven fabric with plenty of air holes. And maybe it had a little bit of sheen to it. Oh, a little sheen, we can arrange that. The nice thing about the mesh suit is uh, uh, I'm actually going to go ahead and make it canon now. Your first situation, your private parts are obscured. That way, it's not weird that you've been hanging around uh, everybody like this the whole time. I've done it. I've called it. We cannot go back on it. All right, <laughs> fan art, update your uh, files. Uh, an entirely mesh suit would not be... Uh, uh, it would be safe for work, is what I'm saying. Oh, I'm not too worried about that. If things go well wearing this suit, I'm never going to have to work again. Oh, that is the spirit. So I will get you a mesh suit. And would you like a a scarf of some sort? I look at you and I think this is a man who needs a scarf. I put myself at your mercy. I am a just God. You have done the right thing to kneel at my altar. All right. Uh, Bidet, measure this man up. Pick your chin up, Bidet. Things are looking your way. Bidet uh, smiles, and th- the exact same thing as before. It's the uh, the cartoon cloud of dust. It feels good. And uh, uh, the dust settles, and Bidet nods and has your measurements. All right, soon uh, Bidet will return with your mesh suit and your scarf. I must say, we have seen a lot of necks in here, and congratulations. If we gave a prize for thickest neck, you, my friend... 
would be in third place. I look now at the elephant man. Elephant man, how would you like to dress? Ah, finally, Jean-Luc. I'm (laughs) glad... Oh, I'm sorry, do I not go fast enough for you? Fashion takes its own time. It is on nobody's schedule but its own. No, please, sir. It has been an honor watching you. All right, do not talk down to me, my friend. (laughs) No, I I, 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 thought I was real. Everyone gets my tone the wrong way. Just dress me nice, I don't know. Doga. Well, I'm sure it is the problem with everybody and not you. I'm sure you are not common denominator in that problem. What yes, the yes. fuck is your name? You've been nice to everyone. You're a big asshole to me. What the hey, hell? Big asshole. I kid. I kid. <laughs> Everyone's laughing at me. Oh. <laughs> Everyone ah, always on. likes to see a tax collector get knocked down a pig. We ruined hey, his home. He takes you aside and says, my friend, my friend, my words, I do not mean to hurt you with them. It's just that you are a clown to me. <laughs> well, trust me like a clown, then. It's what I deserve, ain't it? All right, fair enough. I will not go back on this. You will be dressed like the finest clown. Make sure that clown can fit in with the gala. He grabs you by the, the collar and says, never. Never dare to tell me what kinds of clowns do and do not fit in. If a clown fits in, what kind of a clown is that? I really liked you. I really <laughs> liked you. I was waiting for us to have our moment because you were so nice to everyone else. And then you turn to me and give me bullshit. He whispers to you. He has a wild look in his eye. Only you can hear this. He says, I do not give a fuck what you want. <laughs> I serve one lord, and his name is Fashion. One of these days. You could live or you could die. It means nothing to me. (laughs) And now I will dress you like a clown, and you will say thank you to me. I can't breathe. Go ahead. Dress me like a clown. Dress me like 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 a clown I am. All right, fine. The day starts approaching you, and he puts a hand out. He says, no. We're going to eyeball this one. <laughs> you? Ooh. Ooh, Jean-Luc. Oh, Jean-Luc. What Ooh. are you going to do to me? Here in this temple of fashion where I draw my strength from. Uh, um, uh, I mean, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> yeah, there is nothing you can do. You would strike me dead if you were a better man, but you are not. And so I live on. Okay, I'm attacking. Yeah, go for it. I'm attacking. Um, I'm just going to go with my tusks, I think. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for it. 13. 13. Do I add anything to that? Uh, strength, yeah. Oh, then 12. <laughs> cool, cool. You attack him? Yeah. Uh, he says, ah, I expected this. The, the bully attacks when he thinks he can win. You are nothing but a child. And he's at this. He says, "Scarves, defend me!" And scarves fly from the racks out, and uh, uh, he wraps his body in scarves, and they form. His AC is now nineteen. Uh, you completely whiff, and the scarves they they twirl him around, and the scarves dissipate, and it's been like a Sailor Moon transformation, and he is dressed. Better than you've ever seen. In all of your years collecting taxes, you have never seen somebody dressed 
this well. He has a frilled, a large frilled rim collar, an enormous tasteful hat. He has uh, socks pulled up past the knee. He has the finest shoes uh, of, of, of foreign, even more foreign leather than your own. Uh, he is, uh, he has big poofy, uh, sleeves that culminate right above the elbow and long gloves uh, in white and his he has rings on every finger. I grab the nearest rack of clothes and just start throwing it around. I am picking I'm, I'm, with, I'm doing this with my, with my trunk uh, and then I grab another near rack of clothes and just start throwing it around. Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck me! Fuck you! For look! He puts his hand up and says Fuck you! And at that all of the clothes that were in the air just fall to the ground. And you are dressed like a clown. Yeah. You have a big floppy hat on. You have a mismatched shirt. Your shirt is way too small and you are popping. The buttons look like they're all about to pop off. The sleeves are way too short. They don't even make it to the elbow. Your pants are huge and baggy. You're dressed like Charlie Chaplin. Uh... You have uh, huge shoes on that are just like way too big and they squeak when you walk and you have a, uh, a tiny little uh, uh, flower on your lapel. I look into ha, a mirror. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I look into a mirror. I look into a mirror and I go, that's me. Uh, Dealey opens up the little, the latch that's on the, um, what's it called? Toga? The toga? Thank you. So Dealey opens up the little latch on the toga, takes one look at Spellulous, and just loses her mind. She's <laughs> just laughs very, very hard. And he goes a little something. Yeah, let's hear that. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> he looks silly. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, he puts a hand on your shoulder and says, You see, now you see who you truly are. And so, in a way, I was your friend all along. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> he leans in so only you can hear. And he says, uh, go ahead, tell them I was a jerk to you. They will never believe you. They love me. I look at him and I look him straight in the eye with that, with that face that means like, I know you're, I know you're right. Um, uh, come on, friends. Let's go. We have a party to go to. Squeak, 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 squeak. But what, you may ask, of the cost? Yeah, how much? How much, you say? Who can put a price on fashion? Y- you? Certainly not I. Oh. I will let all of these clothes go to you for free on one condition. Oh. oh. Honor oh. these clothes. Oh. Be the people that these clothes suggest you are. If you honor the fashion, the money is not important. Does that mean I have to wear this clothes to the party? <laughs> you can do whatever you want when you leave my store. But remember... You realized who you truly are, which is a stupid clown. (laughs) (laughs) Smellulous, I feel like I know you better in that clothing. Like I understand you in a way I hadn't before. Fucking you shut the fuck up. See, now that's funny to me. Anything you say, it's funny. 
Yeah. Mm. Ha. 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 this it's kind of neat because you, it that makes your top look very small and it makes your bottom look very large and it's a bit the opposite of what me and Dealey are doing. <laughs> and so you see, I was actually the smartest man you ever met. <laughs> <laughs> oh! And the camera peels up from this as we see morning in Paola. There is still so much story left to tell. So many stories in the naked city. What will happen at this big party? Will they meet the emperor? Will they steal his life from him? Or will there be complications along the way? My name is Jean-Luc Robespierre, filling in for Snake Professional, who is in court battling a ticket. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's come at the king. And you know what they say? When you come at the king, you best look like a million bucks. Good night. <laughs> Au revoir. Good night. Till Mommy. we meet again. You guys can't be here for this. What? Au revoir. No, I thought we were it saying good night. Rings. This Till is, we meet. This is Chris Hastings saying good night. <laughs> and so, <laughs> the camera, <laughs> the camera pans up from seven friends on Zoom, all in their closets and bathrooms. And the camera comes back to me, Jean-Luc Robespierre, perhaps the world's most interesting character. <laughs> good night, good luck, perhaps. And I wish all of you long and fashionable lives. And remember, when you see a good fashion on the street, blow a kiss to that person. They are doing God's work. Hey, this is Joe Lapore. Uh, just coming in. Don't blow kisses at anyone right now. From <laughs> Joe Sorry, this is Ali Fisher. That NPC's personality is just French. <laughs> uh, a whole nation of personality in one character. You're right. How does Branson do it? <laughs> this is Carly Minardo. Branson is fanning himself with what I assume is a stack of dollar bills. Oh, yes. The money comes in. All, you know, they say, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And what I love is being the world's best dungeon master. <laughs> Filling my world with a novelesque sense of, of depth and, and lived-in authenticity. So this is just Branson now. Yeah, good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that was Ali Fisher as Dealey the Harpy. Carly Monado as Torin. Joe Lepore as Grimothy Steele, Christopher Hastings as Butter Saint Beef, Tim Platt as Smellulous, and Branson Reese as Everything and Everyone Else. Rude Tales of Magic is produced by Taylor Moore at Fortunate Halls. Until next time, traveler, long live the Emperor. <laughs> That was a HeadGum Podcast.